Hi everyone, thanks for tuning into Nodes of Design and wish you all a very happy new year. To kick off this new year, we have a very special duo. Let's welcome Tom Ross and Michael Janda, who are super knowledgeable educators and mentors for many creative entrepreneurs. To introduce, Tom is a founder and CEO of Design Cuts, the highest rated online marketplace for designers and also the host of two famous podcasts, The Honest Designer Show and BizBuds. Michael is an award-winning creative director, designer and an agency veteran, but also a very famous author for two popular books, Burn your portfolio the stuff they don't teach you in design school and the psychology of graphic design pricing. In this episode, Mike and Tom had shared wonderful insights on fusion of design and marketing. We have discussed on how designing and marketing are two essential parameters for managing a business and how designers can leverage the power of marketing to build great experiences. We also spoke on how independent designers could also utilize the power of both to create a successful journey. In the end, we spoke on how design thinking plays a very important role in integration of both design and marketing. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and on every Friday, we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design. So don't forget to tune in into Notes of Design every Friday. With that being said, happy designing everyone. Hi, Michael and Tom. Welcome to Nodes of Design. It's a pleasure hosting you today on our show. Thanks, Tej. So Great good to be, to be here. here. Thank you. So how was your day, guys? My day is just starting. I'm in the United States and it is 10.22 a.m. So it's late for late for you, Tej, and what early evening for Tom, I think. Yeah, I've just been wrapping up with my team, but I had a good day, actually. I'm getting some focus back. I'm feeling good. Wonderful, guys. So if you guys could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Mm -hmm. You want to take it, Mike? Sure. We, Tom and I, our joint project that we both work on together is the BizBuds podcast. And uh, we started that early this year. We really work to provide business and marketing advice, especially to creative professionals. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing our podcast together. We just started, we're on episode number 28 now mm. and have had great response and great increasing growth on our listenership. And it's just been a really fun project. So that's, that's what Tom and I both do together. And then me on a personal side, I've written a couple of books. I owned an agency and sold an agency. And my, my whole mission right now is to empower creatives to make more money and to understand business and to have a less stressful life trying to do what they love and earn money doing it and make a lot of content and write books and, and make videos and courses and things that help creatives do that. Perfect. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I love doing the BizBuds podcast with Mike, even though I kind of live in his shadow, you know, it's a pretty big mm, shadow. He's a pretty big, big guy. Just big. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, by day, I'm the founder and CEO at Design Cuts, which is one of the biggest marketplaces in the world for graphic designers. And by night, I run my side hustle, my personal brand, where I've got the shared love with Mike of just helping my fellow creatives. I freaking love helping creatives with business and marketing and a lot of the things they struggle with. That's my hobby. That's what I do for fun. Uh, clearly, I'm not very good at switching off because I like to fill my time with these projects. Thank you so much, guys, for the wonderful introduction. So you guys both are like creative entrepreneurs. So let's begin our discussion with fusion of design and marketing. And before we head to that, I would love to understand your journey into design and how did you guys start? What are the basic tips that you want to suggest to the designers out there? Well, for me, I started 
you know, growing up, I was the creative kid. I liked to draw. I liked to collect comic books. Everything that was creative, artsy, nerdy was a, was a hobby of mine. In high school, I took all the art classes and things. And then when I went to college, I decided I was going to be a business major and did terribly in my business classes because it wasn't something at that time that I was passionate about. So I decided to pursue my dreams and just be a starving artist for my life. And uh, fortunately, I didn't starve. I've I realized after I got into my career a few years that if you're good at something and you love it, you can be successful at it and you can find ways to earn money doing it. And, and oftentimes a lot of money doing it if you really excel at what you're talented in and what you love to do. And that's what I found in my career. And that led, led me to growing and building an agency and eventually selling my agency. And I've just enjoyed my career and all the steps that I've had along the way. And I'm, I feel so blessed to be able to do my hobbies for a living and make money doing my hobbies. I mean, they were so lucky as designers, as creative people that we get to be creative and earn money doing it. Uh, what, a, what a fortunate thing that we have as creatives. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I often just consider how blessed we are. Like when, you, when it really comes down to it, as technically proficient as we can get and as impressive a client roster as we can get, I kind of think of it like we get paid to doodle. You know, mm-hmm. we get paid to sit there and make stuff look pretty. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got a pretty varied backstory. I started when I was very young. So I was about 12 years old, creative kid. I started learning Paint Shop Pro back then. It wasn't even Photoshop. And I just immersed myself in it for years and years and years. So I, I learned and then later taught photo manipulation. I, I did photo retouching. I did graphic design. I then niched into web design and built a freelance career out of that. But I'm such a believer in paying your dues because it took like the 10,000 hours that people talk about. I remember when I was a teenager, it would be the summer holidays, everyone would go to bed and I would be up literally until six in the morning making thousands of clicks in Photoshop because I was just obsessed. I was doing every tutorial. I was trying to like, you know, mimic work that I respected and reverse engineer it and see how they did it. I was trying to work out why their website looked better than the website I could do. And I was there zooming into the pixel and trying to just figure all this stuff out. And my dad used to get up at 6, 6.30 a.m. to go and run his company to go to his, his day job. And we would cross paths in the bathroom where I was going to bed and he was waking up. And I'd just been up all night staring in a dark room. I, I don't know how I don't wear glasses. I'd be in a pitch dark room staring at this laptop. And so, you know, I, I've really enjoyed my career in the company I've built, but it is predicated on 10, 15 years of just hours of doing it for the enjoyment and doing it because I found it fun. Thank you guys for taking us through your wonderful journey. So basically designing and marketing are two essential parameters for managing a business. So how can designers leverage the power of marketing to build great experiences? Oh, that is the million dollar question. So um, Mike, I'm going to jump in just to give yeah, some you context Yeah, you jumped in. I answered first last time. So you go for it, Tom. Oh, so I did a talk uh, a little while back about the marriage of design and marketing. And I think that's what you're kind of getting at, Tej. And I am such a believer in this. I really am. I think it is so underappreciated the power of when these two things come together. And the way I think about it is it's the perfect marriage when you combine the best elements of both and you drop the worst elements of both. So what are the best elements of design? Like we can make stuff look amazing. 
we can cut through the noise. We can do these stunningly impressive brands and work and help people stand out. We are often empathetic and you know can deal with our clients super well. And what are the best elements of marketing? Well, we can drive amazing business results. We can have more impact and reach more people, etc. And so when they come together, they put each other on steroids, right? Because often there's negative elements of both. So with marketing, it can be pretty ugly, right? We've all seen like the sleazy looking landing pages and often the internet marketers out there, they are kind of sleazy and I don't love their approach oftentimes. And then with design, what's the negative elements there? Well, it's the starving artists. It's the people that are kind of hopelessly lost in the business world and getting no traction and success. So I say combine the best of both, shed those weaknesses. And that's where the magic happens. And when you look often the best brands, they actually are beautifully designed. And when you look at the most successful marketers, you know, it really accelerates their growth when they have this slick brand behind it. And equally, when you look at the most successful creatives, they're the ones that figured out business and invested in learning marketing. And that's what put their career on steroids. Like many of the biggest creative influences in the world, I just look at what they're doing. I'm like, you went and learned marketing, didn't you? You figured out email marketing, you figured out social media, figured out how to build an audience. You didn't just keep drawing on your iPad all day. Um, so yeah, I love when those two things come together. It's so powerful. Yeah. Thank I you agree. so much, Tom. Yeah. I think Tom, uh, Tom touched on a lot of great things than that. And I think what it comes down to for me, this, this idea of design and marketing and how are these two things fused together. Marketing in its rawest form is all about who is the customer? How do you reach that customer? Where are they? And then what do you want them to do? So it's, it's kind of this three-pronged approach. And if we consider what design does, well, design is just a vehicle to accomplish the marketing objective. We got to understand who the customer is. We've got to know where we're going to reach them. And then we got to know what we want them to do. And when we can distill it down to that and design with that in our head, then all of a sudden the design work is more than just a pretty picture. It's an effective marketing solution. And I think that that's, that's at the core of it and where we need to understand as designers, we need to understand marketing. And as marketing marketers, we need to understand how design plays into our goals as a marketer. Thank you so much, guys. So you said, Michael, you has mentioned that business people are separate and designers, they both have different sort of acronyms. Then how can business people and designers in the same organization can build that great brand and, and you know understand each other for a better growth of the organization? Yeah, I mean, business people need to learn and appreciate the power of design and designers need to learn and understand the core fundamentals of business so that they can have empathy to, toward each other. And one of the greatest examples in the history of the world and probably forever in the history of the world at understanding both of these two facets is Steve Jobs. I knew you were going to say Steve Jobs. <laughs> because it's so, I mean, he's so yeah. great. Elon Musk is another one who is is Steve Jobs-esque in his understanding of business and how design plays into that because everything about Tesla is design centric. And it was the same thing with, with Steve Jobs and Apple. So these greatest, the greatest leaders in the innovation of the world have a, a solid understanding and appreciation of both aspects, these business fundamentals, and then how design plays a part in those. And I mean, we could, we could go on for days talking about that component, just with those two examples, Steve Jobs being the, the ultimate example and Tesla and Elon Musk being the, the current living example, the closest thing to a Steve Jobs that we have on earth now, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm glad you touched on empathy. I think that's so important. Is that classic example is not actually design and marketing. It's normally sales and marketing, right? Where they're not talking to each other. And so you have to listen, you have to empathize. Again, I think it comes back to those strengths and weaknesses because I've seen this internally within organizations where the marketing or the sales guys are looking at the designers and going, oh, I wish they'd stop pushing those pixels around. They're making stuff look pretty. It has no tangible benefit. Like you know, they undermine their skills. And then vice versa, the designers are looking at the sales guys and go, oh, they're so brash. Like, you know, man, I wish they'd just slow down and appreciate branding and that kind of thing. So when you actually sit and you, you take time to appreciate what the other person does, you realize the sum is, you know, greater than the parts. Thank you so much, guys. So how can an independent designer can utilize the power of these both and build a successful journey? Education. Just learn it. Like the same way you learned the Adobe suite, bother to educate yourself in marketing. You can do it. There's never been more information out there. Me and Mike share a bunch of it. You know, Mike just released an entire course on it. Like it used to be that you had to dig around through a bunch of terrible advice to uncover a few golden nuggets because it was so thin on the ground. There's never been more incredible information readily available to educate yourself. And I think designers have to embrace the fact that their job as a designer is not just about the aesthetic it's not just about pretty pictures. It's about reaching a target customer and in and uh, initiating some kind of action or behavior from that target customer. And once a designer realizes that and puts their pretty picture ego aside and realizes that my job is to communicate and make behavior happen, then it opens up a whole new world of understanding of the importance in the core fundamental objective of design in its in itself. And so I think that there's something important there that that designers need to understand. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Agreed. It's like a paradigm shift. Yeah. Exactly. Agree on that. So how does design thinking play a role in integration of both? Well, you know, it design thinking, I'll jump in, Tom. Design yeah, thinking, if we, if we talk about just the these the core steps of design thinking, number one is empathy. It's empathy. It's understanding the user. And then it's defining the problem. And then it's ideating solutions. And then it's prototyping the solutions and testing and then repeating whatever steps you need to and then implementing. Well, this is the entire process. I mean, design thinking is just a, a structured, formal way of saying, understand your user, define what their needs are, and then design a solution that reaches their needs, which is what we described as the foundation of marketing in itself at the start of this podcast. It's, and I think design thinking and what we've touched on a lot of times in this discourse today is the word empathy. It's understanding business objectives. It's understanding marketers and their, their objectives. It's marketers understanding designers. It's designers understanding their customers and marketers understanding their customers. It's all about empathy, which is the common core thread and the first step in design thinking. What Mike said, <laughs> That's a pretty perfect answer. Thank you guys. So on a concluding note, uh, I would love to ask you guys to recommend three books of yours, favorite books, and also three people who inspire you the most in this ecosystem. Sure. Have you got some lined up, Mike? Oh, uh, Why don't you do your books and then I'll mm -hmm. do my books. Then you do your people and I'll do my people. How about that? All right. All right. So three books, you said, Tej, three books. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite first, which is The Thank You Economy by Gary Vaynerchuk, which is kind of just breaking down systematically kindness and, you know, people and relationship building and, and just, you know, it's really how Mike and I like to operate. And that 
summed up incredibly well in a really compelling book. I've got Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller as well, which is a pretty popular one, but that's a good shift in terms of thinking about how to position your brand and um, service your customers and so on. And then finally, I've got Delivering Happiness, which is from the CEO of Zappos, who they're just known for having some of the best customer service in the world. They had an internal trophy for the person that had the longest customer service call. That was like a positive one. And I think it was 11 hours or something because they literally just make friends with their customers. Um, And as someone who runs a company that's been founded on just ridiculously high levels of customer care, I kind of held them up and read that book in the early days of starting my company because it inspired and kind of validated the approach that I wanted to do that was very customer first. Good answers. All right, Tom, do you want to give him my list of three books? Because you probably know, you probably could guess, <laughs> you could guess at least two of them. <laughs> Take it away. Uh, my uh, my first is How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I, I've shouted out so many times on BizBuds podcast. Uh, it's such an important book about social skills and uh, getting along with others. And it's so foundational important to help you get along with your coworkers, to get along with your clients, to get along with your vendors. All it's just so, so critical. The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, also a paradigm shifting book that completely changed the course of my business. And then I'm going to throw one in that's a recent book that I read that I really was surprised how much I loved. And I'm going to throw it in here because every designer should read it and understand it. It's This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. came out last year, I think. And it's just such a powerful way to understand marketing. We talked about that earlier in the podcast, how designers need to understand marketing and marketers need to understand designers. Well, designers read this as marketing so that you understand the heart of what you do as a designer. Yes, you do the pretty picture side of it, but this is why. And it's it's such an important book. So those are my three books that I'd recommend. And I think, Tom, you're on for three people who inspire you. Yeah, this is terrible. I'm, I think I got two who stand out. But to be perfectly honest, I don't follow a lot of influencers. I don't read that many books. I tend to be so busy. I'm just out there doing. So I'm going to give you two and then a kind of bonus third one that is a mesh of people. So um, number one, I mentioned Gary V. Um, I know he's everywhere now. I got onto Gary like over a decade ago when he was much less known. And I became almost annoyed when he started blowing up in popularity because he was this relatively unknown guy back then. And I was like, man, everything he's putting out is gold. And he was much more tactical back then instead of like the motivational stuff. And I I remember thinking, I really hope word doesn't get out about this guy because I feel like I'm stumbled on a secret weapon here in terms of a lot of his uh, advice. So, you know, he's, he's really been a kind of mentor for me over the years. Stephen Bartlett as well. He's a entrepreneur based in Manchester in the UK. He's 27 years old. I met him in London a few months ago uh, and he's built a half billion dollar company at 27. He's just enormously impressive, but he's also very aligned with my way of thinking in terms of transparency, uh, You know, treating people right. When I saw him speak in London, there were just so many people that went to shake his hand and talk to him afterwards. And he made time for every single one of them. He didn't shut anyone down. So I really like how he kind of treats people and operates as a leader. And then, like I say, there's no third person that immediately springs to mind. So I'm going to mash together all of the incredible people in my direct network where... 
there's just a ton of, you know, inspiring people. There's like Tila Cunningham and Elizabeth Gray and Scotty Russell and James Martin. And the list goes Peggy Dean, like the list goes on and on and on. So these are entrepreneurs who are kind of more at our level. Um, but I like being surrounded by super talented peers where we all prop each other up and they're my inspiration daily. For me, my three people, and I'm going to shout out Tom Ross as my first one, as somebody who inspires me and motivates me. Um, and I'm not just <laughs> saying that to butter you up, but honestly, I've had very few people in my in the course of my career who have pushed me to improve and to do better and to be better at what I do. And Tom does that every week. Uh, on- I feel terrible. I'm, I'm adding Mike. Mike's all right, my man. Three. I was like enmeshed <laughs> in, in your network of people. I didn't so know I could I'll, use I'll Mike. It. It's, uh, <laughs> but, but truthfully, um, I think back on when I started my agency, which was when I was just a tad younger than what Tom is right now. And if I would have had the knowledge that he has when I started my agency, man, I, it would have been such a smoother ride than what it was. It was a, it was a roller coaster adventure for me. So shout out to Tom on that. Um, then I'm going to say Ryan Hayward, who is with Pitch Proof. He's, he's like 19 years old. I think he just turned 19. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. And he's, he's built an audience on two platforms, his personal brand and his pitch proof brand. He's done the front row conference two years in a row. And I look back, man, when I was 19, I was just a worthless nothing with no ambition and no direction in my life. And so super impressed by young entrepreneurs like this who are so driven and talented at such a young age. Really, really impressive. And then I'll just shout out, you know, I mentioned Steve Jobs in it and I know that he's passed away, but man, in a podcast like today, when we're talking about business, and marketing and design and how these things mesh together. There's nobody in the history of the world that knew it or did it better than Steve Jobs did in the last 20 years of his life uh, with his re-emergence into Apple as the CEO and what happened after that. It's just a phenomenal example of understanding how all these things connect. It'll be the case study for a a thousand years. It'll be a case study on how to do it right. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for all the great insights and these awesome suggestions. And uh, it was really wonderful having this conversation with you all. And we are looking forward to host you again in our further coming episodes. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Tish. Pleasure. Thank you.